A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Return to sender, Mailer Damon. <laughs> Mailer Damon. Whenever I get a Mailer Damon, or when I did, because I don't think it's around anymore. Mailer Damon still pops up every once in a while. But it always felt like, Mailer Damon. Damon. Yeah, it's a real, it's a Mailer Demon to me always. Or you can call someone who is in a place of Nunca. A Mailer Damon. A Mailer Damon. Yeah, that is a specific place of Nunca. A place of Mailer Damon. Mm-hmm. A place of mailer, Damon. You're really in a place of mailer, Damon. Hi. Hi. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy Unique Podcast. Tough Sicilian, Sicilian bitches. bitches. My God, guys, today's the finale episode. We have reached almost the end. the end of the line, the end of the regular episodes. Moving on to the reunions next week. It's been a really, really busy season. It's so been an incredible. I still like today I was I was just thinking about it when I was watching earlier and I was just like this season really you know I think brought the entire franchise of housewives to a new level definitely like there was physical contact I mean the chair the fl- the table flipping was the one thing but this was like drama so non-stop drama death threats lawsuits mafia worrying about being sent to hell a trip to italy foreclosure trips to italy bodyguards i mean it 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 was it had it all kim g kim d kim d r.i.p kim d oh my god okay 
So Kim D had the posh fashion show last week. Yes. And I, someone alerted me to it, a listener, and I was, Kim D posted like the most Insta stories I've ever seen other than like Azalea Banks. Mm-hmm. And it was all from the show. It's definitely, they've had the downsize. So it was at this very small like banquet space with a, you know, a giant wood floor. And they had this like MC who was like this clearly i I mean i'm i think he was gay like bald like shaved head like muscle guy who Mm -hmm. was like wearing a striped shirt and was like he was like escorting each of the models down the runway in quotes why escorting them like so they couldn't walk on their own but he was just like he was like doing and i was kind of like why are you in he kept he was like why are you on, stealing their thunder yeah, it felt like he, this, i was like who is this guy he this isn't like, about you he looked like joe gorga except less hot and mm. i was like why are you doing this and mm. i was like watching these stories i was getting more annoyed and they did like a full like i have to i'll play you the audio but they did like a full um like edit of it like she had a professional videographer like oh wow create okay. this video and it's an experience um hold on yes send um yeah i love this video kim d is fully satan There's a choreographed dance. (laughs) (laughs) Who sings that song, actually? Uh, I don't know. Like the original one? (laughs) No, the like, this like remix. This is the rhythm of the... This is the rhythm. This picture, though? (laughs) This is me trying to explain Vanderpump Rules to people that haven't watched it. <laughs> but it, it looked like it was almost maybe even filmed in like someone's house. But it was like it's like very, a basement. And Kim D, all these like she has. It seems like she has a whole new like set of friends. Yeah. And, but people it, like that, I feel like tend to shift move, friends. Yeah, yeah. Different friend group to friend group. But how about that guy being like? Like, who are you? Yeah. Why, get out of here. Also, what is this? Like, there was a choreographed dance, like, single lady style with, like, three... Three off-the-shoulder, like... <laughs> three full body, Yeah, like, like shoulderless Italian, yeah. Jersey girls. And they, they, all, they all, like, stick their arm up in <laughs> the air and... Woo! Woo! They got wooed. And then... But I was like, is that part of the fashion show? Are they wearing fashions from Posh to do this dance? Or is this just, like... Also, I love that this was a video of the posh fashion show that I didn't see any fashion. Like, it was, there was no runway. It was kind of like, it was like, you know, in Romeo plus Juliet when Mercutio does his, yeah, his big, when he shows up at the party. Young hearts, young hearts, run free. When he goes, the drugs work quick. His eyes go. 
I really never understood what was going Me on neither. until I became an adult. And then I was like, oh, they took ecstasy. They were rolling. They were rolling. Um, no wonder he fell in love with Julia. I know. He was high off his fucking balls. But, um, yeah, but really happy for Kim D that the tradition continues. Yeah. I really wish that our show had been in New York had been like, close close so we could timing wise the to the posh show. fashion show yeah but maybe we'll have to fly out and just like crash it next year i think so i think in? we should get invited next year Do i think it would be in her in? best interest to invite us it looked like it was filmed in like a underground a basement yeah it didn't look like it was in someone's house for sure it was very mask of the red death yeah like every <laughs> it was eyes wide shut yeah except kim d's eyes were wide open but she had like a very wild like raccoon eye makeup journey going she looks on out of her she looks i love the tactic she looks like pumpkin head <laughs> what is that that horror movie <laughs> pumpkin head i'll show you there's a tactic that some older women use or like women of a certain age that's like the older you get, the more smoky your eye makeup gets. <laughs> and she's doing that. And I don't think it's ever a good look. Because I feel like it makes your eyes look a lot smaller. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's serving me like pumpkin head vibes. She's fully pumpkin head. Yeah. I just, you know what's wild is that I don't even know what pumpkin head is, but I knew what it was and then you showed me and i was like i know my soul knows pumpkin head even though i've <laughs> probably seen it in like blockbuster, my mind like yeah west coast video it was always a blockbuster no oh, i mean we were hollywood in oklahoma video. we had hollywood video that's where i would go if blockbuster wasn't serving up the goods i'd yeah. take it to hollywood video which made me feel kind of dirty but i was like hollywood video was definitely like hollywood video was no blockbuster it was a trashy it was trashy but i liked it its color scheme was an untrustworthy red yellow and purple it was so 80s yeah it was very 80s. hollywood video was like 80s but then came around in the 90s which was confusing yeah. when i think of hollywood video for some reason i think of like jay leno show at its prime okay yeah it has like a late night tv set energy was that weird no i get it like early 90s i just was like what is this color scheme and then they have throw some black in the mix and i was like then there was like speckles on stuff i loved blockbuster i loved i I would my dad on the way to blockbuster really Mm -hmm. i love that I would spend hours in a blockbuster just trying to figure out what to rent. And then I would always checking that I would always check the key was you always check the counter to see if someone returned yeah. one of the new releases because yeah. sometimes they hadn't reshelved them and you could like you could that was a good life hack. God, it was so fun. I to would go. just stand in the horror aisle and read all the backs of every movie that I wasn't allowed to rent and like yes. look at them. That's how I knew about Pumpkinhead. I think definitely because like I remember there was one lo- like local video rental store and i couldn't go into it because there was a child's play like uh poster or something yeah like smack dab when you walk in and i I, when i was a kid i just couldn't go in there because chucky terrified me so much but blockbuster was like a moment and like you would go it was like a thing to do i loved the smell remember the smell of the carpet and like Mm -hmm. those like white 
sharp shelves and they were so just, sharp and all the candy was really good there and every movie the way it was shelved like it wasn't like a library where it's just shoved together and you yeah. see the spine it was like perfectly displayed yeah, and displayed. spaced and just seeing the and remember just like being so when you're just like oh, i don't know if it's there and then you would like go and like check behind and then sometimes like the box would be there and then sometimes it wouldn't be oh my god yes the, the anguish of being like oh my god you see like you know the day that the release is coming out and, and you would go i'd try and get to blockbuster so fast and they would have a they would have like a few copies of the new release Sometimes it just depended how big the movie was. Sometimes it would be a whole wall of yeah. like one new release. Like if it was like a Star Wars movie or yeah. something. Godzilla. But then if it was like a smaller, more niche film that you were like dying to see, you might have to wait. I remember I always, it would take me like an hour to decide on something. And I always would, I would always get Rosemary's Baby or The Omen 2. I love. But Rosemary's Baby was one that I saw. I never saw until I was an adult, but I was one of the most terrifying boxes it's in a, Blockbuster. With the green, where she's like, with the green and that weird hand coming mm-hmm. out of the stroller. And she's like looking up. Yeah, that um, one was a, iconic. I so remember... There was always a cover. The cover for the movie Salem's Lot terrified me. Yeah, that was a scary one. And like... There was one movie called like Buried Alive or something, which was really like x-rated and then i finally rented it as like a teen and watched it but it was really like it was very fucked up it was like some guy that would like abduct people and then like bury them alive but then like have sex with their corpses and it was like really it was, was even it? for oklahoma city no it was like a weird it was like very like b grindhouse movie like from the 70s i don't know maybe he maybe i just remember there was like kind of like a hot happened. barbie doll looking woman looking on the front looking terrified and she was like in her grave and i was like this is sexy scary dangerous i need it that's my biggest fear getting buried alive yeah. i can say with pretty 99.9 percent confidence it won't happen to you i know but, but like, you never know. We do live in LA in an earthquake. Yeah, we live in LA. Yeah. I feel like I'm more <laughs> But like, we live in LA, so you never know. <laughs> I feel like I'm more likely to be buried alive in LA than in New York. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like taken out to the Angeles Forest. Oh, you think that you're just going to get like abducted no. and buried alive? <laughs> or buried alive in WeHo. Yeah. I'm like buried alive in a parking garage mm-hmm. is my greatest fear. Like pinned, collector. pinned in a parking garage. Mm-hmm. That is like what I really don't want to happen. Oh my god! The um, there was also a cover for there was a cover for this movie that was called like Deep Sea Six, mm-hmm. and it was like when it was like right around the abyss when and it was like another like beat. It was like, like a knockoff of this, yeah, and it was like the cover was this scuba like one of those like deep sea diving suits with like look like a space suit like traveling up to the surface i think with a severed half and it just says like terror strikes below like wow at twenty thousand feet or something so it was like a jaws-esque poster (laughs) you just adjusted your whole body I i love that um um yeah, Blockbusters was everything to me. And they're not going to have it anymore. These kids today don't know. You'll never know. They won't know. Right? No. The Blockbusters has been gone for over 10 years. 
Holy shit. Like There's my- no blockbuster. It's, maybe it's been gone for longer. Yeah, I think 10, 10 or plus years. I think and they have like, like Redbox now, which I still, I think I've used it. I've done Redbox once. Yeah. I felt weird about it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, there's something like... And then I remember grocery stores used to have like... Rentals. Mm, yeah, or, but or that, like movies felt, you could that buy. also felt wrong to me. Yeah. But the movies you could buy was fun, mm-hmm. especially when they were like... They were so random. Four ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, they were like the most random movies and you were like, sure, I want... You know... A VHS tape was a real moment in time. I know. Also, the the trailers on the VHS tape. Yeah. Amazing. You'd have to fast forward if you wanted to. But then I would never fast forward. I love a movie trailer. Yeah. I'll sit on Apple and watch movie trailers for hours. I love a trailer. I also... The the VCR I remember the most though, like the lead up to the actual is Adventures in Babysitting. Mm-hmm. When it, I remember the trailers leading up to it, and then I remember the tu- remember Touchstone Pictures, yeah, with the uh, the light hitting the logo, mm-hmm. and then hearing that like, and then he kissed me song like gearing up. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I can just like, I could like draw it if I had to. My top three VHSs were Clueless. That was like always my like go to safety movie. Remember? Top. Oh my god! Remember in Clueless when it's the Paramount sign and the song is already mm-hmm. in here like, and it's like looking at a dirty old window. I know, but there's like this weird synth. It's like oh yeah, and it goes looking at a dirty old window. Outside the stars in the city I sit here alone and I wonder why. Bum, bum, bum. So it was Clueless, Tommy Boy, and The Breakfast Club. And those were those my three. And they really satisfied all three, like my holy trinity of movie needs. Mm. You had like girl driven comedy. Mm-hmm. You had Chris Farley, Chris my Farley. fucking king. David Tommy Spade. Boy still is one of the funniest movies it's of all so time good. to me. And The Breakfast Club, which truly the first time I saw that, my brain broke. I was like, how is this movie so deep and so I real? I was I, like, they get what it's like to be a teen. I think I watched The Breakfast Club on like TNT. Remember when they said like Saturday or movie of the week, mm-hmm. movie of the weekend or something? Mm-hmm. Um, mine were Adventures in Babysitting, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Love. And You're emo. I know. You are emo. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this is, I'm talking when I was like younger. Yeah, yeah. And um, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound is a classic. I loved Homeward Bound. Yeah. Who, was it Roseanne in Homeward Bound? Yes. She was. Yeah. Who was she? She was Sassy the Cat. No, that was Sally Field. Oh, Sally Field. Fuck. <laughs> Roseanne was in um, Roseanne Look Who's in, like, Look Who's Talking. And Diane Keaton was in Look Who's Talking now. Yeah. Shit. Sally Field. Sally Field is sassy. Who was it? Michael J. Fox was Chance. Mm-hmm. And was it like Liam Neeson or something? Someone like that. Who voiced Shadow? That was a... St- Sad movie. Also, Beethoven second. Beethoven second. Beethoven, yeah, that was great. Those were like when I, because I'm a little older than you, so those were like my movies as like a very very young kid. Mm-hmm. Like Homeward Bound, Toy Story, 
Yeah. That's what we'd watch on like road trips with my mom because she had a huge Chevy van with yeah. a TV in the center console with a it was like a TV VHS combo with like right. a ten inch screen. Oh, we had that too. Yeah, and we'd go on road trips to like Colorado and But I always could, wanted to throw up when I would watch those on the <laughs> You were car sick. Mm-hmm. I was just like would sit and she had one backseat that could flatten all the way out. Oh. So, but usually, like some of my siblings would be like laying on there, like rolling yeah, around. I was like in a pilot seat, yeah. like in the center, manning the v- VCR. For the most part, I really yeah. tried to. Donna Michi did Shadow's voice, like that. Like who's that? He's like a star of silver screens. I love that. Um, he was like vaudeville, mm-hmm. but Sally fucking Field. And Milo and Otis, that was another classic for us. Oh, and remember um, Philo Goes Home? Philo Goes West. Philo Goes goes West. Uh, Yeah, which was a law compared to an American tale, which was truly one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen. Also, American tale is like satanically scary. And Brave Little Toaster was scary. That movie made me too sad to watch. And all dogs go to heaven. And remember the secrets of nymph or the secret yeah. rats of nymph? Yes. And they're always like falling down a K-hole. They're like getting like weird science testing on these like rats. I was like, miss me. Like where I want like Aladdin. Remember remember the scene where the the one rat is like can't see anything? Yeah. And they're like the lights are coming. What was that? It was trying to get them. But all dogs go to heaven scared me. Yeah, that was too much. Um and then uh shit what was the other one that really freaked me out oh adventures in nemo and slumberland oh i liked that one it was good but it was it was really me. good i just loved that his bed could fly yeah. that really was a magical thing to me and it just seemed like it was like magical and kind of surreal yeah. so it didn't seem as like terrifying as right. like secrets of nymph but yeah, or Nim, <laughs> secrets rats of, of Nim. Nim, rats of Nim, whatever it's called, the rats of Nymph. It was too much. It was a lot. Also, um, well, I'm, now I'm like triggered by American Tale. Ferngully was fucked up, but Ferngully cool. was Hexus. Yeah, and Ferngully, um, we were on a global warming tip way long ago, and I still know. no one listened. I know. Simon named one of his shows Ferngully. I love. It's like. It stays. It's it's there. Ferngully's here. Who voiced the girl? Wasn't it like it Samantha was, Mathis? Yeah. Holy shit. She is. Where is she? I don't know. And Robin Williams was in it. Samantha Mathis was in the first Little Women movie. She yeah. plays grown up Amy. Yeah, which was so weird. Which is weird. Like, how did Amy go from Kirsten Dunst to yes. Samantha? Mathis? I know. <laughs> also, Florence Pugh, just showing her range that she played a thirteen year old. <sighs> I'm a pew head through and through. I follow now no less than four Florence Pugh fan accounts on Twitter. Really? Because I just want to be able to keep up with what Florence Pugh is doing day to day. So I figured, let me just go full fan account and then they'll keep me posted. She apparently has a great Instagram. I think I follow her, but the algorithm is fucked. It never shows me what I want to see. I think I saw a video someone posted on Twitter, like a screen grab of her, like, nursing a cacti back to health in okay. her trailer yeah okay i took out something i said that, <laughs> no that also i that, that i carrie, said that, that carrie you. said that i agreed with and then i said but then we were like we can't have florence be mad at us mm. so we took it out i just want her to be happy and i want her to be happy for me yeah i want happy, her to be happy with me yeah i want her to be happy i want 
us all to vibe on each other's vibes i want her to listen to this podcast and laugh do you think she watches like vp no i don't think she knows what it is i don't think she watches reality television maybe she doesn't watch tv i feel like she doesn't have the time to watch any so she's booked she's booked through 2029 she is because she's in the marvel movies now yeah she's probably in like eight marvel movies coming out Mm -hmm. she's booked till the next decade yeah she won't have time to watch any TV, but I do hope that she discovers this podcast in like 2032 Wait. when she finally takes a break from acting, like yeah. a much needed break. Then she can listen, lol, and then she'll know that we were always Team Flow. Well, I told you my dream guest for you. Yeah. J Law. J Law. We're still gunning for it. She's a pump head. She's a pump head. I'll bet she watches Summer House. She. I'll bet she's watched housewives in new jersey i think she like wasn't there something where she like called jacks out she's called jacks out she's yeah. fu- lala's feuded with her she yeah. didn't feud back but lala fully feuded jayla doesn't feud no she's like just married to like she says no cook. to feuding and you know who i saw this past weekend at no. freeze cook cook maloney maroney maroney i literally was like rounded a corner as i was looking at all this art and then i stopped in my tracks and i just was like <gasps> and then it was cook Where, who's he with well he has a gallery yeah he's like with oh, the, yeah. that i don't forget which one is it how's our worth or something oh he's with like a big gallery in new york so he was like at freeze working do you look good he looked great god i was like wow that's cook good for her yeah i was like hey you know what she sounded like a cool like new york art a guy. cool art guy He's tall a tall cool new shoulders. york art guy and he just seemed like a chill dude he has like bedroom eyes yeah he's a cutie yeah and i like that like he's doing his work thing you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he does his thing Actually, i imagine she's doing her thing <laughs> i don't want to sound predatory no you're keeping it in you know what i'm talking about he yeah. just has like this like kind of like sad like, he kind of has like a tony eye going mm, on like puppy eyes yeah i liked it i loved i loved seeing him there he mm-hmm. was on the job doing what he does best selling do you, art do you think he was like babe i gotta go to freeze i wondered if she like would come by or if she's like he's got this um yeah, we. I was there for Simon, and he met Peter Berlin, chic, who's like one of the like big like gay sex symbols of the seventies, who just mm-hmm. like took pictures of his own dick. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people there. Like, Freeze J-Lock? was a real scene. J Law could have been. J Law could have easily come through. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, uh, people were just walking around. I saw St. Vincent. She was wearing a huge puffy coat. Really? A massive coat that was puffed all the way to the ground and a huge Chanel quilted purse. And I walked by and I was like, who is this puffy coat lady? I was there because in LA, you don't get really good fashion moments ever. Like, it's like there's a very LA way of dressing and it really doesn't go outside of that. But at Freeze, where all, when all the art people gather together, you get serious fashion looks. So I was in heaven. And then I just saw like puffy, huge puff from neck, high neck to the ground. And I was like, I respect this puff journey. And then Ed was like, oh, that was St. Vincent. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. I love a puff and I love knowing the owner of the puff. Was she wearing sunglasses? No. She had like gloves on? No, but just a puff coat. 
she must have been really cold do they know each other i think so they toured together at one point i think he opened for or she opened for them one or the other who's she dating now i don't know she was dating cara delavine but that was forever ago wow now she's with benson yeah i love yeah i follow some cara delavine ashley benson (laughs) instagram fan accounts that stand there that ship their relationship and just post like updates of them i love a good fan account i'll be honest i do i follow any i follow like five olsen twin fan accounts i follow akara and ashley fan account i follow florence Pugh twitter fan accounts but not instagram <laughs> fan accounts. you gotta you gotta get flow some I got to get some Insta fan Mm. accounts going. I love them. They post all the pictures you want. It's like totally like reflect your interest back to you. There's a fan account for every person. Yeah. Where's my, where's my fan account? There's one on Twitter. That's like a babe fan account. Really? Yeah. That's cute. Which I love, but I need more. So I, I had a scary Twitter. Like someone made a fake Twitter of me and like was posting like mean (laughs) <laughs> like photoshop pictures of me like mean you, photoshop pictures like of you? pictures of me and then like writing like like eff- effusively like i love carrot but it was like trolley oh with like red that's scary and like made me have like big lips and like all this it was, it was a little scary <laughs> did you find out who was doing no. it <laughs> i don't like a troll account like that. no it was not it was it was not like it was not a it wasn't sweet it was, it was not mean. a sweet it was a mean but i was but i posted it and i was like this is co check this out like i told everyone to go look at it and i think it <laughs> shut down wow the internet's fun the internet is a fun place mm-hmm. but i should i need to invest in more like celebrity fan instas yeah who am i trying to who would i follow i follow some like outfit like celebrity outfit instagrams i feel like i follow a gaga fan yeah because those are gaga fans on twitter are out of control yeah it's like every move she makes yeah they'll post about it she has a new boyfriend she does have a new boyfriend hot he's kind of italian is he italian yeah or he looks he's dark like he's swarthy yeah he looks like olive skin yeah he's very cute he's cute and he like works in like tech Tech is the new move. Wall Street. Yeah. You don't want to marry, you don't want to date like actors or performers no. anymore. That's she, small potatoes. She's you never done that tech. though. A tech guy? No, she's never done other famous people. Well, she did that guy that was in like Chicago Fire or whatever. Oh, well. Famous. But I loved, I TBD. did love them together. I did love them together. He was so hot. And they like, he was from lancaster which is where i went to college in central pennsylvania mm-hmm. and he like his family had like a farm and there were always videos of them like driving around like they had, she bought a house in central pennsylvania for them and like wow there's a video of them driving in a pickup truck with her like pug wow a french bulldog okay i was He's, like, like shirtless driving didn't she, think that she was a pug owner i'm pretty sure i know a lot all the celebrity a, who are all the celebrity pug owners are she's a frenchy owner but it was just like they just look so happy and yeah. tranquil. I love being like so rich that when you date someone, you can just buy a house in their hometown. Yeah. That's like the level that I aspire to Me be. Too. And like also like I want to be the person they buy the house. Like I want to be like, oh, I like it here where you're from. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to just buy a house. Yeah. I'm going to buy that land. What if I bought that? Yeah. 
I'm going to do it. it I'm just going to do it. Don't worry about it. Speaking of houses in foreclosure. Wow. Ron okay. J comes to an a, end. Kind of a dud ending. I was, I actually was really enjoying it. Really? I thought it was like. I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. You've seen it a million times. I was just kind of like, I wish a little more had, had happened. Yeah. Nothing, nothing was accomplished and no. nothing really happened, but I was lolling throughout. I was oh no, it was, it was full of lols. loud. But it was a little, I felt like, gotta be quite honest with you, I felt like it, the ending with Caroline and Danielle was a little like, pfft. yeah, it was, <laughs> it was funny. Like I, we'll get to it, but I kind of wanted a little, I mean, you're not going to get what you got in the finale of season one, Mm-mm. but I think they almost like shot their shot a little too quickly with having the Browns or the fashion show thing mid season. I almost wish that had been the finale. That would have been a good cliffhanger to end on because then you would open season three with like all this legal drama. But I liked it. I never, I wanted for nothing, I think, during this season. Yeah. And the rewatch felt really great. I think I must have the first time around stopped watching halfway through the season you don't remember this. Because I don't remember this that well. But also, it's like, it's not that memorable to begin with. I guess, yeah, it's like, it was a it was the ending that we deserved. Yeah. So it begins with Teresa Teresa's and Joe. having the whole clan, and their dining table looks like Dracula. They're ho- I said they're hosting a bordello dinner. They are. Teresa looks great in the scene. Teresa looks amazing. It's the best she's I ever think looked. that the reason that they're hosting this dinner is to like make up for how horrible they were on that cruise. Yeah. I think like they this feel, feels like a guilt dinner. It, it does. And they're having really gross looking bellinis that look like, like blood. Strawberry blood milkshakes. <laughs> good, good fresh period blood. <laughs> Blood smoothies from the tomatoes. You can't oh, have a, I love you, a tomato bellini. You can't have a woman on. It's her, it's her menses. You can't have her with the with the tomato sauce. You separate her from the tomato. She it's, bleeds, and we bleed the tomato yeah, in there, and no, we drink it. Oh, oh. so Gia there's a whipped knock. Up a, whipped up a huge vat of pasta for the night. And was like, she goes, "Mom and father, we were so bad, terrible, and Italy so bad behaved. We must have them over. We must reconcile. We have to make it right. As good Catholics, we must do this. The tomatoes are ripe, and it's the time to make it right. When you, the tomato, you cannot fight when you all love a tomato. No, all all you can do over tomato and pasta is eat and laugh. Tomatoes bring people together, except for the women on their period. They get away. Go yeah. away from the tomatoes. Get out of here, mama. <laughs> she makes Teresa go sit outside while she makes the red sauce. And then, well, there's like a knock on the door, and I didn't realize how intensely the knocks sound on the Judice's doors. It's all for, I think it's like, it's, it's like putting a string with cans so you can hear someone like walking in. in literal like metal like it's the sound it's knocking on death's door is no, what it's like i think it's like a to so they'll hear it yeah so they got time to in stash that huge everything. house yeah. yeah oh my god they answer and caroline comes in she goes look at you look at you look at you um she goes, i have a bottle of wine it's on the kitchen counter at home <laughs> thanks caroline cool you forgot to bring it so Caroline, the the Manzos, the Loritas, they all come. They gather around this giant table, and they have this literal tales from the crypt set. Joe is Judice is fairly silent. He's looking so hot this episode. I think he dyed his hair dark. Yeah, he did something with his hair. 
or he got like a bout of food poisoning and like shed some water weight. <laughs> I think he was so traumatized by Italy that when they got back, He's gone full he silent bleached his retreat. hair or like dyed his hair like <laughs> like teal. he dyed it jet black or like teal. And then Teresa was like, "He just he Joe." Had- Joe, what'd you do? Joe, Joe, what's here. wrong with you? So Therese, he's like, what? I just want to try something new. Like he was so, he was in a moment of like, dip- he was having like a gay crisis yeah. moment. And so he, she forced him, she took him to the salon and to the back and to the back room of the salon and was like, dye his hair black. Mm-hmm. Joe, what'd you do to your beautiful hair? Joe. Oh God. Yeah. So his hair is like a freshly dyed jet black. And they all sit down and they're eating chopped salads, which looked pretty good. Oh, and Caroline goes, And like this, this meat thing. This was very nicely done. <laughs> and there were like, there's like meat piles. What there's a that? lot like of meatballs? meat piles. I didn't really see. I was like focused on the salad, which did look kind of slimy. But then I was into the chop consistency of it. And I was just wondering, like, I was truly wondering in my head. I was like, I wonder how that tastes. And then Caroline says, it's nicely done. And then Teresa's like, everyone thinks that eating Italian food has to be so caloric. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, and they're like, and Albert, Albert's like, when we were in Italy, we ate so much, didn't gain a thing. I love that. Yeah. Made me want to go to Italy. Let's do it. Do we need to go to Italy? Yeah. And podcast live. We need to go to uh, from Santa the Coliseum. <laughs> we should go to Santa Cosalina, find Teresa's relatives. And How random. Should we interview them but not speak Italian and they don't speak English so we just try and have a conversation for like an hour? Would they welcome us in? They seemed pretty welcoming. Yeah. I think we should just go there and find someone's open door and then do like a Caroline Jacqueline just eat the pasta. I know. I want to eat with like pasta with you in a stranger's home. Yeah. Let's that would go. be great. Or that can just happen in North Jersey. Yeah, we could do that in North Jersey, too. <laughs> First North Jersey, then... Santa Consolina. Yeah. Everyone's jewelry is insane. Yeah. People really turned out the costume yeah. jewelry throughout this whole episode. But this dinner was like a, an event. Joe's wearing like a huge silver cross. Yeah. Teresa's wearing gigantic chandelier earrings. That's because there's like a werewolf in the. <laughs> they in, like, are literally. Tawako or where they live. Tawako. This is like the them of- gathering on midnight of the werewolf to dine on the blood of virgins so that like the werewolf skips their house it, and it, they save their children. This is, is like old Italian folklore. It dinner. is. They're, they, they're like on the night of the werewolf, we gather and. In the home, and we eat and drink wine by candlelight, to, mm-hmm. and wait for the werewolf. They wait till sunrise. They hear the wolf howl yeah. all night, but they, as long as we're dining together, they're, together. <laughs> they're just so they're all together. This, I love like Italian folklore mm-hmm. mysteries. I yeah. need to look into more of them. It's it's a uh, um, my Simon's dad is from Bavaria, mm-hmm. and he, he told me that when he was a little boy. His dad told him that if he was bad, these like harvest around like Halloween time, these like almost like pumpkin goblins would come to your window. <laughs> Kim D comes to your window. And he had a name for him. It was like the Globerstein or something. And he, if he was, if him and his siblings were bad, his dad had friends of his like dress. Stop. And they would come to the windows and scare like Bertold. And when he was, and he'd be like, oh, and he's, that's, that's fucked up. That's what's happening here. My dad told me when I was little, like I would always sleep with the lamp on because I just didn't like yeah. it to be dark. And then he came and sat down one night. My parents were always trying to get me to turn the lamp off. And even when they turn it off, I just turn it back on. Yeah. 
And then he came in one night and like sat down on my bed and he's like, I just need to tell you like what's going to happen if you keep sleeping with the lamp on. And he told me very matter of factly, he was like, the gremlins drive around at night in neighborhoods looking for kids with lamps on in their room. And then that's how they know like that they're going to get you. And the gremlins movies had just come out and I was terrified of gremlins. And so he said that the gremlins would drive around, they would see the lamp through my window and then they would stop at the house and like they would take me away and that he would try and run after me and get me back, but he wouldn't be able to. Then they would take me away from my whole family we drive into the woods and i would be able to escape but i would never be able to find my way back and i would just have to live with snow white and the seven dwarves and i was like and then they like, <laughs> turned the lamp off and never well it worked it, on. it worked like a charm but i was truly just like that's explosive that was a long i love that it ended well ish for me like i would escape from the yeah. gremlins but the true troll was like You'll never be reunited with your family and you'll just live with Snow White and those seven dwarves. I really just didn't want to live fully with them. I love how your dad just was like, let me break it down to you. It was a true, it wasn't even like dramatic. It was like a very matter of fact thing that would happen. Wow. And I was like, well. That's horrifying. The dark it is, I suppose. At my Nana's house, she had this big, in Massachusetts, she had this like old house and the backyard faced these like woods behind it and Mm -hmm. it was totally dark out. And my dad and my uncle would play this game with me and my sister and my cousin called hide and go pirate. And there's a big bay window and we would wait and then they would just pop out of the (laughs) darkness and go and we would scream, but it was actually because they were having cigarettes. They would just be out smoking. And And then they were like, how do we troll these kids? Or how do we like not seem like absent parents right now? Oh yeah. We're still involved. Yeah. Just have a sing. We were like, I love like adult dads scaring children. I'm like now remembering my dad and like my friend's dad's like scaring us once when we were like playing on a thing and like really causing chaos because I think one of my friends got traumatized and she was like scream crying and I was like, "Ah!" and then be like, dad, I used to make my babysitters do their homework in my room while you were in there too when i was sleeping i love that like i would just like <laughs> <laughs> now do your homework no i'd be like can until my parents get home like can you and so like they were all like in high school or, and they would just sit in like the corner of my room and like do their like math homework while mm-hmm. i slept and I, every so often i would like open my eyes <laughs> and i'd see them and i'd be like i love just one eye open to check yeah. and then a calm back to sleep and they were just they were like yeah okay that's was, good. And the lights, really would be, the lights would be completely on and they would just be in <laughs> my room while I slept. I had to do what I had to do. You had to do it. I needed my protector. That's what you needed to do to feel I safe did. by all means. So they're so they're definitely like they're just doing their Italian yeah. ritual. Um and then Caroline decides Caroline's like, I will go meet with Danielle. Caroline's like, enough is enough. She's like, I gotta make this right. And so she decides then and there that she, everyone, she's had issues, Danielle's had issues with everyone except Caroline, basically. So Mm -hmm. Caroline's like, I feel like I'm the most, like, neutral person and I'm, I'm the least afraid to stand up to her. Yeah. And I guess everyone's been trying to get Danielle to drop the charges against Ashley, but she refuses to. So Caroline is like 
meeting with her in hopes that she can convince her to drop the charges. And Ashley's just kind of like, <laughs> Ashley, well, so Caroline texts, drafts a text and sends it to Danielle. I like how she's text. She texts like under the table. Mm-hmm. And then we see it. And, and this is how, this is what the text reads. Oh yeah. I'm glad you got a screen grab of that. Oh, yeah. Cause it was like, it's to Danielle Staub. And it says, <laughs> I'd like to put an end to all the nonsense. Let me know when you are available to meet Sunday at two. <laughs> when you were available to meet Sunday at two. But also they meet in the dead of night. So that plan. Fell yeah. Through. So that didn't. Danielle work. was like, Danielle was like, only at night time. I have to only come out at night. I am a mother. So she sends it. And also I noticed it, it says 1145 PM. I was like late dinner. Yeah. There's really like late dinner. And then we cut to Danielle getting the text from Caroline and she's like, her daughters are up. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, it's- <laughs> Danielle gets the text and she goes, Wow, this is interesting. And, and Jilly and Christine are like... Christine is just staring, and then Jilly is literally staring at a piece of broccoli and just, like, disassociating. Yeah. And then Christine goes, want to read it out loud? Mm-hmm. And Danielle goes, yeah, maybe. And Christine goes, please do. Please do. And then I wrote, Christine has been radicalized by Danielle, yeah. and she's, like, fully crossed over into, like, Stobland. Jilly's still... Jilly's still in the dark. Yeah. She, like, doesn't really understand. Also, every frame of Christine and Jilly is, like, a Degas painting. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, these, gor- like, sad, gorgeous, like... Yeah, leaned up on each other. They're always, like, in snuggle mode. And they're always, like, looking off into the distance. They're... Lit- their eyes are screaming for help yeah. and then danielle is like s- explains the situation to both of them and she goes well should i go <laughs> and jilly is like no and she's like why why don't you want me to go and jilly's like i don't want you to go and then danielle goes here's the thing i'm not in fear no more <laughs> she goes she also goes the first thing i thought was how the fuck did she get my number? <laughs> she was like, I have all of them programmed in my yeah. phone. Just do not answer. I love that, though. Want to read it out loud? And then and then Danielle goes, yeah, maybe. She goes, yeah, maybe. And then, and then <laughs> she Please goes, do. that was then and this is now. <laughs> and Danielle has this like long speech to both of her daughters. And you think like maybe for once she'll honor Jilly's wishes. Like you can tell that Jilly's like, I'm so triggered by you. and worried for you. And the way that you talk about this woman is you're constantly saying she's going to kill you. So like in my eight year old brain, you're like, you could go and then die. And then I truly have no mother. Yeah. Please don't go. I really don't want you to go. And then Danielle goes, I'm gonna go. <laughs> and Jilly just basically goes yeah, like cross-eyed in that moment. Christine's now, yeah, you're right. She's like fully like, do it. Yeah. Kill her. When she goes, please do. I was like, she's crossed to the Or Danielle she was side. mocking Danielle. Yeah. Either way, I think Danielle doesn't understand like mocking her though. I think Christine was trolling her a little. <laughs> I think Christine is like, you want to read it out loud? Yeah. And Christine was like, sure. Please do. Please do. And then she goes, I will get the dignity, the dignity, and the respect <laughs> that I deserve. And it fades to like black, like just yeah. an establishing shot of her bordello of blood. Well, for, and then she goes, she goes, matriarch to matriarch. She may be the matriarch of her family, but I'm the matriarch of mine. Right? I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go. The Why first thing you want me to go? The first thing I thought was, how the fuck did she get my number? <laughs> how the F did she get my number? Because everyone else I have on Do Not Call Back. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? 
That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. I'm the matriarch of this family. I'm the matriarch of this family. Julie's like, don't go, Ma. Don't go. I, don't I just don't want die, you to. Ma. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So I'm going to go. She's going to go. And then we cut to... Um, Ashley, Caroline. No, Ashley, oh, Jacqueline, Ashley, Jacqueline and Christopher. And Chris. And Jacqueline... Ashley's wearing the most offensive beanie Yet. of all time. It's a baby blue beret. <laughs> <laughs> she's back. Like, her model like sass has yeah. faded and now she's just nightmare ashley again Beanie and she's ashley. wearing also a long necklace with a d on it for Derek. yeah they're i was still like together. they're still together oh, god fuck. bless god bless Derek. and they jacqueline and chris tell her that aunt caroline's gonna go to bat for her she's like so until she does this and after this you are not to reach out to Danielle, you were not to, re- to respond to her. She's baiting you in social media because it's still yeah. Happening. Like stay offline. Don't do anything on the internet. And like, Ashley stop goes, talking about her. She goes, I don't care. I wrote I Ashley. Don't care. She goes, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and then they just get in the same argument that they keep having. Yeah. And I wrote Ashley should go to jail. <laughs> She should. She should. She deserves to go to jail. She is not understanding the seriousness of her actions. No. You can't go around. like She needs she, to go to some kind of like outdoor. Like a trust fall exercise. Like a boot camp, boot like, camp. She needs to go to therapeutic boarding school. She needs yeah. to go to wilderness program. Six weeks. She needs to go to wilderness. Come back. No, not six months. Yeah. I want her to go to like Utah and like live and like live on the side of a mountain for six months and just no have to phone. do like jumping jacks and like live in a pup tent. I honestly think it would help her. It would. She's a really shit attitude. Yeah. I and as a teen, as a teen that had a shit attitude, I can say takes fully no takes one to no one. Yeah. And so you see through her, I see through her. And also I'm like, it's not doing her any favors. Like, I mean, She's not going to learn any lesson from this because her parents are paying for all of her legal bills. Like, even if it didn't cost that much, it's still money that she doesn't really have. She's also driving a Mercedes. She's driving, yeah, or a Range Rover of her own. She has, like, Louis Vuitton purses. She's, like, it's not like she suffered any true consequences No, and she continues to attack Danielle on the phone that her parents are paying for. Yeah, and, like, just won't stop. When they ask her, please don't do this, she just does it anyways. And then gives attitude, and it's, like, like, you actually don't understand that, like, and I'm like, how do you, how do you like teach a kid a lesson like that? Like, she's what do you even do? Either. And all... everyone's trying to paint your Karen's like this child. She's 19 she's years 19. old. She's a fucking adult. Yeah. Like, and when I was, I, yeah, I mean, 
stop treating her like she's this innocent child she's a kid no she's not she's a grown-ass girl she's a grown woman yeah i've never assaulted anyone i've never i didn't assault anyone when i was 19 no i peed on a car once but like par for the course i did not i've never pulled someone's hair i've never i was never like being charged with assault yeah when i was 19 it's is not normal behavior that's not normal and, and that's, that's the one like, thing i can kind of agree with danielle on is like i think danielle took it to like she's taken it to like an a level that unnecessary like, level but yeah. she's right to be like this is not how like kids act and she's right to do something about it yeah I'm like send Ashley to prison. I think I'm like she needs to go to maximum security for like a year. Yeah, until she like learns some humility. Yeah, and the value of a dollar. Because I'm like you literally are learning nothing throughout all of this. They should have done that thing where they like take her in the middle of the night (laughs) to like a against her will, like at 19. That's (laughs) the thing too is like they actually can't do anything because she's like past. Yeah, she's not a minor anymore. So. But the only thing to do would be like, okay, well, your car is gone. You can either like lease a new car if you want or not. Or get a job. And- or you can sell your purses and clothes and whatever or get a job and like pay for all of this stuff. And live, and live on your own. Yeah. Or you can just like figure it out. And if you go to jail, you go to jail. I would cut, I would have, I would have cut her off. Yeah. I would have been like, you need to. Like, I mean, it's easier said than done yeah, because yeah. with a wild card like Ashley, who clearly loves to like drink and drive, you're basically being like, if you cut her off, you're cutting her. And then if I'm such like a, oh my God, what if something bad happens to her? Like in that codependent. No, I, I, do, I do too. And, and you're not only endangering her life, but like the lives of others. Yeah. And so <laughs> it just is like, it's scary. But if you took away a Range Rover, then she wouldn't have a car to drive. Yeah, she's a mess. She's a mess. Everything is messy. And bottom line is she needs to be removed. She needs to go to jail. (laughs) Send her to jail. Send her to jail. Then Danny comes over to Danielle's. He takes his shoes off. He takes his shoes off. She She takes his shoes off. She's over him now, I think. She's like, the love affair has ended. He's served his his purpose. purpose. And then he opens the door and she she goes, where's your coat? Where's your coat? He goes, it's outside. And then you see that there's like just piles of clothes on the floor. And he goes, well, what are you doing? I'm doing a purge. I'm purging. <laughs> there's a giant water. Taking everything out that I don't need. It just looks. I was that white carpet on the staircase. I was like, I can just. It probably smells weird in there. It smells musty. Yeah. There's just dogs like running around mm-hmm. everywhere. She probably hasn't cleaned it. It just doesn't. Well, she doesn't clean. No, she won't clean. No. I don't know if she is a cleaning lady or what that deal is, but it just seems like it's a chaotic house. And also, shockingly different vibes throughout the house. Like, it's really hard to reconcile that her, like, weird... Parlor room? Parlor room is the in the same house as, like, this staircase and, like, kitchen. And it has this view of, like, the woods out back, and it's, like, this kind of scary, like, murder mystery room. yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? This is where my ex-husband used to, uh, I'm just, used to, he used to play poker here with his, with his business associates and I was the hostess. <laughs> we hosted many a poker night in this very room. Many other things. <laughs> I saw many a finger get lost in here, tossed right into the forest behind the house. Danny is, 
you can tell Danny knows he's losing her. Yeah. He's, he's like, what can I do for you? Yeah, he's kind of like resigned to knowing that he's it's just, over. Yeah. And he's like sitting on the stairs with his socks. He's sitting there <sighs> and he wants to connect, you can tell, but they will never connect in the same way yeah. again. Where's your coat? So she's basically like, Caroline texted me and she wants to meet to like talk out the situation. Mm-hmm. And so Danny's like, wow. He's shocked. Danny was like, he calls her something like the kingpin or like the the boss, the boss of that group of her clan. He goes, well, Caroline's the ruling party. Yeah. He just now realizes like the only way he can fuck Danielle again is if he just plays into this like Caroline's a mobster theory. So he's just like propping up. So he, he and Danielle deduce that because... Caroline has been so out of the fray, the fray, the season that, that she's, she's actually the mastermind, and she's she got Teresa and Jacqueline to chase her through the posh fashion show. She got Ashley to pull her hair, so they warp each other into this paranoid delusion. Paranoid delusion that Caroline has been pulling the strings, <laughs> which maybe she's right. <laughs> maybe she has, maybe to some extent, yeah. but like also not. And then. <laughs> She goes, Caroline, you're not Carmelo. Yeah. You're not a soprano. You're not a sopranos. I was like, who's Carmelo? Carmelo. <laughs> she thinks she meant Carmela. Yeah. These women, she goes, did you? And then she says something about like. She has a full, she does a full monologue. Like, monologue. I wrote the entire thing down. She goes, this is what they're telling their daughters and sons to treat women like. Chase them. Investigate them claw at them rip the hair from their head when they're hiding on the side of a building to get away from you woman that i know not one of them thinks like that be in the moment (laughs) and then she says something like she's talking about these women like would you ring my doorbell and i was like did (laughs) someone ring her doorbell did she get did danielle being like she's getting like ding dong ditched by kids in the neighborhood and she thinks it's someone about to send her to hell i had this whole like narrative that danielle's getting like there's some phantom that's like fucking (laughs) with her and like ringing her doorbell every night would you ring my doorbell and then danny goes what about the doorbell and danielle goes well nothing 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 at all the devil himself rises from hell to torment Danielle, and she thinks it's Caroline. Old Nick rises with his hooves. <laughs> he prances up to her playing like a flute, yeah. and like a bunch of rats follow him yeah. to do his bidding, and like the cockroaches from cats all march behind the rats. And he puts his little hove up to the, the doorbell, and he goes, <laughs> ding! And then he runs, and he scatters away, and Danielle comes outside, and all she hears is like the sound of wind, and she goes, Who's out there? I know you just rang the doorbell. You will be revealed tonight. You <laughs> will be revealed nights. tonight. You will be revealed. I will stop at nothing to find out the identity of the one who rings my doorbell. That's enough. That's a fuck enough. <laughs> Closes, the <laughs> Closes the door. And then one more. Ding dong, ding yeah. dong. And then she goes back and she goes... One of these nights I'll catch you. I promise you. I'm installing security cameras. And next time there will be guns. 
There will be a gun involved next time. There will be a weapon of some kind involved, and I can't tell you what it'll be, because I have no control over that. Because I can't legally buy a gun, but I can have a security guard who has a gun. Or how about a punch? Or how about a punch? Next time you ring that doorbell, I'll get you. I have a knife. I'll beat you with a kick. Or how about a punch? I am allowed access to knives, and I know how to wield them. Butter knife, steak knife, machete. (laughs) How about a punch? Jack knife. (laughs) (laughs) Or how about a scissor through the heart? She goes, these legs are strong. I've wrapped them around many a man's neck. (laughs) Just shouting into the night. (laughs) Shouting into the night. The neighbors neighbors are like, like, there she goes again. (laughs) Jillian and Christine are in the room being like, oh my God. Jillian has a pillow over her head and Christine is. Make it stop. Yeah. Jackknife, a twist, a cork, a backflip, a wine cork, a screwdriver. (laughs) I'll stab it right into your heart, your black heart. And I'll watch the blood pour from your body as darkness rains upon you. All right. Don't do it again. Then she kind of shuts the door and Bridus is about to shut. She opens it again, thinking that she caught them. I'm quick like that. I'm fast. My reflexes are cat-like. My reflexes are very feline. Not bad for 47. Most women have problems with their reflexes after the age of 45, but not me. She goes, how old do you think I am? (laughs) You ever see a 47-year-old look like this? I think I look pretty good, mm-hmm. she says, and then she goes outside. Then she just takes off her dress <laughs> to, and to reveal like a full set of lingerie underneath with like <laughs> fuck me heels. She's like, that's right, 47 she, years of age. She's holding her Not arm, bad if I do say out. so myself. Then she struts out into the front lawn. Yeah. Goes, can you believe 47 years old? And then she does a full routine. Full model turn. Yeah. She walks to the end of like the driveway, mm-hmm. then turns and walks back. Yeah. And then, Anyone want to say something? I thought not. And then she slowly turns her head around and she goes, I know you're there. <laughs> and she goes, I know you're there. It might not be today, but at some point you'll come for me. And where you'll bring me is where I've always wanted to go. And where I know I need to be. That's right. You've come to bring me to hell. The day has come. The day has come. But it not is today. It's another day. But we'll save that for another time. And she goes in. Mm-hmm. And then she opens the door and she goes, But if you want, you could send me straight to hell right now. You could just send me to hell you right now. You could just send me to right now. Just take me right there. Take I'm ready me to there. Go. I'm not really ready, but I will be ready. I will be ready. If you want me to be ready, I can go to hell. I'll do whatever you need. I'll make a deal. Anyone? I'll count to three. One. Two. Two. Three. All right. Bye. Bye. And every night she does and the devil goes through this whole thing. Sitting there. And they all look at each other. Ooh. Gotta cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danielle goes, I don't think how crazy thinks. She absolutely does. She totally does. And then she goes, <laughs> Danny's like, you should meet them. And then Danielle goes like this. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm bringing security. 
Yeah. And then Danny, Danny was like, what should I bring? And she and I Danny was like, goes, just be ready. Just be ready. And I wrote, she's she's bringing a bomb. Yeah. She literally has a bomb vest on. And then she goes, Caroline, who the are you? Like, she, like, bleeps herself out. <laughs> who the are you? I was like. <laughs> she's doing the work for the editors. Yeah. She's like, that's for you. I, I did that for you. I did that for all of you. By the way, I think she's fully addressing like the production yeah. team. Who the are you? Then we cut to Caroline in her kitchen, and she has a full smoky eye scenario. Her eyeshadow was wild, and her hair is teased in a way that is—it's like never tan seen. France. She went to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she went to um the the salon they all go to Chateau, mm-hmm. and she got her hair. She had a full blowout. To filth. Yeah. She got a smoky eye. Smoky light blue eyeshadow with like I think Lauren did the makeup. Yeah, probably. She looks like Reba McIntyre. She does look like drag Reba Dragontire. Yeah. Then she's like talking to her kids and she goes, I'm gonna go try to get pretty. (laughs) Yeah, so she just casually is I gotta go. Yeah, like she wasn't already made up to go. Yeah, I was like, what? And then she went in her kitchen, or her kitchen, her closet, and then spends a lot of time like putting a statement like necklace with a top to like see what is going to work best. Yeah. And Lauren's like, mom, you don't need to do this. I love everyone making a huge deal out of this meeting. Yeah, they're like worried something's going to happen to her. Yeah. It's, but ever, all sides are very worried. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that something actually could have happened, except not because it's being filmed by an entire production crew. It just shows you like what fear can do to people and like drives like, people insane. It's like, mass hysteria. It is mass hysteria. Like they both like it's like the witch trials. Yeah. It's literally the crucible. What do they think is like each side thinks something of the other and it's how wars start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how wars start. Yeah. Danielle pre-games for this meeting by calling Sarai to help to do a cleansing mm. on her and help her lead with love. She goes, she goes, Sarai's like, would you like me to do an energy scan on you? And then Danielle goes, mm, definitely scan me. Keep me balanced. <laughs> and then Sarai starts to perform like the scan. She tells her to breathe and she goes, she goes, breathe in, breathe out. She goes, did you feel that? And Danielle goes, she goes, oh yeah, I always feel it when you do, when you do that. She goes, when you start on me. I always feel it when you start on me. And I was like, oh Danielle, why do you have to? Start? She sexualizes. She every sexualizes she everything. She and this Sarah is her. How about have, a punch? They've had yeah. phone sex. Yeah, yeah. She goes, she goes, oh yeah, I always oh, feel yeah. it when you start on me. I always feel it when you start on me. She's just Gross. having her like stand, and Danielle's sitting there with her hands, and she's in that parlor room. Hmm and the devil's lair the devil's lair and then she heads out <laughs> i just wrote i wrote the quote oh yeah i always feel it when you started me and i wrote sexual period what <laughs> and then danielle goes i don't have any stress knowing that there's guys here with guns jerry her bodyguard and jerry and gene gene yeah these two two true strangers yeah and then caroline's booked a private room for them at, this, like, at the abbey yeah <laughs> <laughs> she, they go they fly to west hollywood they literally and go to the chapel on a sunday at the abbey 
of New Jersey. Caroline's like, I run it out of room because I know Danielle likes a scene, but I'm not going to be giving it to her. And that was a smart move. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, there's like this uncomfortable dinner at the Brownstone happening where everyone on Team Caroline has gathered for another feast. And Ashley and Jacqueline are at each other's throats. Ashley has serious smoky eye. Yeah. It's a night of smoky eye. Lauren, I think, gave everyone a smoky eye. Yeah. It's like Lauren was like, you know what I've been meaning to to try, I would love to try on you guys, mm. is like a smoky eye. And everyone got in line, and one by one, she (laughs) smoked all their eyes out. (laughs) Ashley's wearing... Is she... Does she have another beanie in this scene? No, she has... She's kind of flat beanie hair. Yeah, her no, her hair is like kind of curled a little and gelled. Yeah. And she's wearing like... Like a gray top. Yeah. And everyone looks miserable. But and like, she and, it's, it's kind of chaotic, right? Yeah. It's really it chaotic because like there's so is, many children there. Half, like the last quarter of the table, the table's set, but no one's eating at it, which felt really weird. But it feels like there's an event of some kind happening in the other part of the brownstone because it just, you, it feels like there's like chaotic, loud energy. And Teresa's at the head of the table. Yeah. I love course. Where she goes to someone else's like establishment and then sits at the head. Also, in the first dinner that they had before Caroline said, like, I'll go try and talk to her. Yeah. There's a moment where Teresa's like, Caroline was like, I won't raise my voice. I'll just talk to her like this. Like, I'm talking to yous. And then Teresa's like, I mean, that's what I did. That's how I was. And like, what happened? And I was like, you literally didn't. You called her like a whore. You called her a whore and ran You called her like her. a bitch and then ran after her threatening her while Jacqueline like squealed about her like beating people with guns. You did you, like, not like come. And then you like momoed hawked <laughs> outside of her car and like stalked her you fully we're place of moma just want to talk to the bitch i just want to talk to the bitch just want to talk to the bitch um and then uh chris ashley chris escapes instruct, to the bathroom yeah, ashley and jacqueline leave and or ashley and jacqueline ashley fight, goes ashley to cry in the bathroom the late the parlor the mm-hmm. ladies powder room and then chris goes the boys tells, go to the bar yeah, Joe and Chris go to the bar and Derek comes in and he's like, this has got to stop. And he he tells Derek, he goes, you got to make Ashley sh- shut her mouth. She goes, she's got to learn to keep her mouth shut. So just tell her, like, next time, just shut your mouth. I was like, uh, I wrote scary. Yeah. <laughs> scary. I don't man. love that. Don't love that advice. That's like, we took it a step too far. I don't think Derek is down for that. No, Derek is like, this weirds sense. me out. He's yeah. like, this, I'm, this is a crazy family. He's like, I'm in way over my head. Yeah. Then Ashley, I wrote, Ashley's in hell. She's in the stall. She, Ashley is like, now, a fe- like, I, where I do find a lot of empathy for her is that she's just trying, when she's like, I'm 19, I'm trying to like, I have a voice too. I was like, oh, you are... Kind of like feminist hero Ashley, like just trying to find yourself and be a woman in this feminist world. Folk hero, Ashley feminist folk hero Ashley Holmes. Actually, Holmes tr- fights for to have a voice amongst like old school patriarchy Italian. Yeah, I didn't family. like her dad telling her bro- her boyfriend to tell his daughter to shut her mouth. No, that's psychotic. Just tell her to keep her mouth shut. Why I would you like, ever have a man that's? Why would you ever tell anyone to keep their mouth shut? But then like deputize the love of her life currently to then be like, Hey, keep your big fat mouth shut. Like I'm imagining if like my sister's husband, my dad told my (laughs) sister's husband, like tell Taryn to keep her mouth shut. (laughs) What if you were dating a guy and then you were like, you're like, you know what? I think I just, and he goes, Hey, keep your mouth shut. Shut your mouth. I would Uh, leave them. 
I would leave him immediately. That would be psychotic. Right? Yeah. I'd break up with him. If I would, if Derek was, and he was like, keep your mouth shut. Unless they were really, really hot, like Italian guy. Yeah. Maybe. We could, we could have some role playing in that arena. I could do that for like one night. And then I could I'd do it like, for like a week, I think. Yeah. And then I'd be like, actually, once I'd come out of like my sex haze, I would be, be like, like I don't love it when you tell small. me to yeah. keep my mouth shut. But I would be like, I thought that you were doing that as like a sexual thing at first, but yeah. now I realize you actually just want me to keep my mouth shut. And I don't like that. And I don't like that. I'm going to keep my mouth open. Yeah, but not So if you, you want a blowjob, <laughs> I'm your girl. If you want me to keep it shut, I got to go. How about a punch? How about a punch? How about a punch? How a about kick? A, how, about a, how about a knife? A butter Jack knife? knife? Butter knife? <laughs> <laughs> Machete. Um... So then Jacqueline and Lauren have to go, like, console her in the bathroom. Yeah. Ashley's, like, weeping. Ashley. Jacqueline just, like, sasses her. Jack- the power struggle between Ashley and Jacqueline is so real. Yeah. Ashley gets Jacqueline. She makes Jacqueline leave. Jacqueline- she knows. Jacqueline knows exactly what to do to just set Ashley the she fuck She created off. her. She, crea- she is of Jacqueline. Yeah. She is just of Jacqueline. She, of Jacqueline. <laughs> she like, is. She Ashley is. is like a hand, in like the handmaid. So. She is Jacqueline's like handmaid. Yeah. Except in this, it's like a matriarchal handmaid society. And so Jacqueline knows like if Ashley says something and then she can clap back at her that will just like ruin Ashley's life. It's not matriarchal though. They all defer to their husbands. Yeah. But it's in, actually, they're all like the, they're all like the, uh, Serena Joy. Yeah. <laughs> the Serena Joy. And then, Jacqueline goes in. She knows that she's in like the power seat. She can basically tell Ashley, like, you're disrespectful. And yeah. Shut up. And like, you need to learn to keep like your that. mouth. You need to, you need to not have such a fresh mouth. And then she like, she goes, ah, teenagers. Ah. And she leaves. And, and then, then Lauren's leaves. like cousin talk. Like, yo, go she, up there and just like, got to set things right. Lauren's like, we're going to go back up there. We can be arm in arm if you want. And then she goes, swallow the cry. And get back up there and let's have a nice dinner. I love Swallow the Cry. Yeah. That is like their anthem. Swallow the cry. Don't cry out loud. Just keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. Sorry. She goes, you need to know your place. So she convinces Ashley to like. Become. Become. Mute. Mute. Yeah. Give up, she says. Give up. Give into it. Give in to your handmade truth. Yeah. And then Ashley's like, you know what? Fine. Fine. Also, I wanted to hang in that bathroom more. I love that bathroom. <laughs> I love like a country club bathroom. Italian restaurant bathroom. And it just has like so many lounge areas. Yeah. And then I love when bathrooms have the floor stalls. to ceiling, yes. like individual private Ugh. stalls where you can't see any feet or anything. Yeah. Like I want to feel enclosed in Same. a bathroom room yeah. where I can do whatever I need to do and know that it's my journey that is not shared with others. Yeah, I hate seeing, like, you know, like, when you're, like, done your business and you're, like, wiping mm-hmm. and you see the feet cocked towards the toilet, you know what's happening. <laughs> I don't want to be aware of anyone's coming or going. I want to be able to fully focus and have a moment of zen with whatever Ugh. I need to do in that bathroom stall. I want to go to the brownstone bathroom so bad. The men's room won't be as nice. I bet it could be nice. But I used to, I remember like in like the nicer restaurants when I was little, I used to like on the way and you would see like 
when the women would go into the bathroom, they would turn the corner into like, and there was just there's you know just like was, a like, yeah a was, powder room. But there was like a there was a single like couch right in the center in the entryway to the room, and you were just like, ooh, that looks good. Yeah, I want to go in there. The bathroom, at the, the men's country- room was just disappointing. Yeah. There were always like plush chairs or couches and like a flower arrangement. And then like beyond that into the bathrooms. I love like a powdery smelling, like luxurious woman's room. It's an experience. It's a full immersive And I love experience. the community that it probably evoked. Yeah. Like- the bathroom is a safe place where you can be friends with everyone. Just sit in the lounge, talk about things. You just take a breather. <laughs> take a breather. You take a bathroom breather. Yeah. Then when you get outside of the bathroom, it's it's a man's world. It's a manzo's world. It's a manzo's world. We're just living in it. Yeah. So Caroline and... Also, Albert goes... They go, I wonder how Caroline's doing. Albert goes, maybe Caroline's being pistol whipped and kidnapped. I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. That's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so she meets with Danielle. And Danielle struts in with one of her bodyguards. Who like scans the room yeah. to make sure it's safe. Danielle, the way she approaches Caroline is so snake-like. Mm-hmm. She's slithering. Her hair looks great. She looks beautiful. She got a facial, a blowout. Mm-hmm. She got a new outfit. She's wearing tight leather pants. Yeah, she got several colonics in the mm-hmm. week leading up to this meeting. Her skin is flawless. Yeah. She's had maybe a little Botox. But it's looking great. She's looking great. Yeah, she's face tight. Is molted. It's good. She sits down and she goes... Caroline and Caroline goes she goes I appreciate you doing this thank you for taking the time I appreciate you taking the time Caroline 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 she sits down she clanks and then Caroline speaks for a while and says her piece yeah and Danielle goes so far I agree with you Then Caroline says some more, and then Danielle goes, all right, I'm going to have to speak now. I'm going to have to talk now. I was accosted. I was accosted. And then um, she goes, what did she say to her? That she, What's the question Danielle can't answer? Well, Caroline starts to get heated, and then she's like, what have I ever done to you? What have I ever done to you? And then Danielle goes, I'll tell you what you've done to me. Well, first she's stumped. Then she then she pauses and doesn't know. And then she goes, what have I ever done <laughs> to you? Which I was like, this is a fantastic pivot. Yeah. I'm into that. And she goes, she goes, you went after Ashley. You went after Jacqueline. And she goes, they're me. Ashley's me. Jacqueline's me. Dean Dina is, me. is me. Lexi's me. And then and then she goes, "Oh, whatever, Caroline." <laughs> and Caroline goes, "You're going to have to take a deep look in the mirror." And then Danielle goes, "I look in the mirror quite frankly a lot these days." And I like what I see. The first time you met me, you had me investigated. And then Caroline, How's that for all your friends who are under indictments right now? She goes there. And Caroline goes, when I stand, she goes, when I stand, I don't stand alone. I stand with my family. And, and Danielle just goes, Ugh. 
<laughs> I like that Danielle's taking it to a place of like your friends are under indictment, which is what none of us are talking about. Below but I'll say it. Yeah. And then Caroline's trying to take like a virtue signaling. Yeah. Like I stand with my family. I'm like a good guy. And Danielle go, uh, Danielle goes, and I stand with my family too. I have children too. And she goes, and yeah. Caroline goes, and God bless them. They're God beautiful. bless your beautiful daughters. I'm happy for you. And then she then Danielle's word of the day has been matriarch. Yeah. So she's used it twenty times and then she goes, You're the matriarch of your family, but I'm the matriarch yeah. of mine. I'm the matriarch of mine. And then Caroline goes, You know what you are? You're a clown. You're a clown. And then and Danielle looks fully like <gasps> that like actually was like the It shook the her to her thing. core. You could say it like she was, You know what you are? You're a clown. Danielle's Danielle goes, taken aback. She goes, I'm a clown? <laughs> she goes, you're a clown? And when I said you were garbage, I meant it. And Danielle goes, you're the clown. You got the red hair. <laughs> I was like, touche. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really come in with a clown head looking yeah. to call Danielle a clown. <laughs> and then Danielle has had enough. And so she gets up to go. And then Caroline goes, have a, have a nice life. She goes, I have a very nice life. Also, she, Caroline goes, your entourage called my son a faggot. Yeah, that's and I, a... And I like the way Caroline said faggot. <laughs> and she goes, I can't control what anyone else does. And then she goes... And that wasn't me. And she, <laughs> and she goes, and neither can you, Caroline. She goes, you're not God. <laughs> Point, Danielle. Yeah. Yeah, so then they leave. Then Danielle struts out. She walks outside like she's going to get shot. I have also the way she stands when she's... Wait. She struts outside, looks around. Look at her stance. (laughs) She strikes a pose at the bottom of the stairs. Ready to go. Ready to go? (laughs) Yep. Call me garbage once, call me garbage twice. I think that that's about enough. About enough. Yeah. She goes, ready Ready to to go. go. And then the guy's ready to go. And then he goes, all right, Gene will stand with you. While I go. He goes, I parked in the emergency spot, so Gene will stand with you. And then Gene comes up, a man I don't think we've seen before. No, silent. And then Danielle proceeds to just speak to Gene as though he's completely in on the know, which <laughs> she probably spent the whole ride there like debriefing yeah. him. And she goes, that's very, very funny. Very funny stuff, her family says. That's nice that she wants me to drop charges against Ashley, but why would I? Jean is literally not speaking. Yeah. And she goes, goes, I'm not going to be called garbage by her or anybody. (laughs) And and she goes, okay. And there's a shot of her standing next to the building, like almost in like a corner. And she goes, a message for Teresa. She goes, Teresa's husband is a drunk. Jacqueline? Certifiable. Certifiable. She goes, oh, and a message for Teresa. She goes, my kids wore lace and crinoline at those ages. My dogs were leopard. My dogs wore leopard. I love, I love <laughs> Jacqueline under indictment. Or <laughs> Teresa's Teresa? husband is a drunk. Teresa's- <laughs> Jacqueline certifiable. <laughs> a little message for Teresa. My kids. My kids wore lace, lace and, and crinoline, crinoline at those, those ages. ages. My, my dogs, dogs wore leopard. leopard. Oh, I get what she's saying. I thought she said her dogs were leopards. I was like, damn, she had fucking leopards? <laughs> no, she was saying like... 
she's the like outfits dogs her, wear. Teresa's kids are in is what her dogs wore. Yeah. And her kids were like, they were like. Her kids wore amazing outfits and like yeah. Teresa wears leopard and like her, she would put her dogs in leopard. Yeah. I literally thought she was so rich. She just had leopard. I mean, maybe I, I could, it's like Tippi Hendren and Melanie Griffith growing mm-hmm. up with a lion in their home. Just a little message there. Just a li- I, lo- I just love that. Jacqueline, certifiable. Jacqueline, certifiable. <laughs> Teresa's husband's a drunk. Teresa's husband's a drunk. Certifiable. My dogs wore leopard. Just rambling. Yeah. And then she gets Jean home. Jean is literally like, okay. It's like 12 p.m. on a, 12 a.m. on a Sunday. The girls are in pajamas. Christine and J- Jillian are in the corner of her room looking terrified. And Jillian's J- like messing with the TV. Yeah. And she's trying <laughs> to get like the antenna to work. And then Danielle walks in with two men they've never met. Danielle goes, here I am in one piece. She goes, Come thank the men that's protected mommy girls. Come come on. We hug. We she hug. She goes, say thank you. And, then, and Christine gets up and goes over. She goes, Jilly. And Jilly, and they give these like robotic hugs. And she goes, and Danielle goes, ha, we hug. And then that's the end of Danielle. Yeah. And she goes, it's done. And they go, really? And then it just closes up on Christine. And it said, Christine is modeling for IMG and featured in Black Book Magazine. Jillian is pursuing a recording career and performed at a New York street fair. Yeah. <laughs> and then Danielle is her, her tell all is coming out. Danielle has a tell all memoir and a single, a sex tape with her and a mystery man has been released by hustler. <laughs> so then I was like, Oh, she released that through yeah. hustler. But that's the end of Danielle. Did she come back for the next season? No, she didn't come back until like a few years ago. She was gone after oh, this yeah. season. Damn. Never to be seen. And then she emerged like last season and then her and Teresa were suddenly best friends. Wow. Her and Teresa are like tight. They're thick as super thieves. tight. Yeah. Um Whoa. And she causes quite a stir. Oh my god, I didn't realize that this is like her last season. That's that must have been why I fell off of Jersey, is because I just knew my queen had gone. I love that. Come thank the men who helped mommy girls. Jilly. Making like I just like, want to go to bed. Hugging a stranger. These random men. I love it. It's done, and they're like, really? Like, they're so happy yeah. that it's finally over. It's done. Really? Really? Can we go to bed? Then we cut to the brownstone where everyone is gathered. The whole purpose of their dinner was gathering to like Wait welcome Caroline. Caroline back yeah. from this meeting. And they all it's like she went and talked to her in an empty restaurant. It's not she comes back. It's not back that dramatic. And everyone goes, Karen and Jacqueline goes, Caroline, sweet, sweet Caroline. <laughs> Jacqueline's shit face. Wasted. And then Teresa goes, I see it in, in Caroline's eyes, the blood bloody eyes. Her, you know, hair, red her eyes. eyes are as red as a hair. She's been through a lot. I'm like Caroline's like, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm exhausted. It's over. It's over. Ashley, I did that for you. I went to bat for you. And then Ashley goes, Caroline. Or she goes, Aunt Caroline. Thanks. <laughs> Which is like, what is over? And Nothing a, is that over. And they're all listening to Caroline at one point, And there's a shot of Adriana looking like <laughs> she, she is listening like, in a way that is like she's She's fully cognizant of everything that's going on. She looks like an old lady. Adriana's face is like, hmm. (laughs) Like, just fully in, in that one shining moment. Yeah. It closes up on Ashley, and it says, Ashley pled guilty to one count of simple assault and paid a $189 fine. Yeah. And the judge dismissed the harassment harassment charge. Um, I'm like, great. She learned nothing. Yeah. 
and then Jacqueline is Jacqueline's trying to lose the baby weight yeah <laughs> to troll and she's still close with Kim G yeah and then Teresa this and Joe are in 11 million dollars of debt I love just trying to slip that in there which is like wait what yeah even though she's enjoying the success of her her the, the book, skinny, skinny Italian, Italian which I need to actually have I don't know how it I don't like, own that I think it was like number one on the it New was York huge I didn't time. realize it came out in season two like yeah. so early on it was like top of the New York Times bestsellers Teresa's a fucking renegade she is but God fucking bless Teresa, but $11 million. $11 million. That's not $1 million, which is still a lot of money to be in debt. That's like, even like $10,000 is a lot of money. $11 million. $11 million. That's more money than Donald Trump has. Yeah. That's crazy. That is a insane amount of money to owe yeah. and declare bankruptcy yeah. over. And so this was the beginning of the end for them. Yeah. God, what a history. What a history. And then we cut to... Uh, Fucking and says their kids. house is not in foreclosure. Yeah. They insist, even though they're in eleven mil. Yeah, even though they have a, even though they forged bankruptcy well, documents. And the like, next season they have a sheriff sale. What's that? That's when you're. Is that when you just sell everything? That's when like you the, liquidate all your assets to pay. That's when like the state comes and like it's like a state auction. It's like and then they take whatever money is earned and put it towards your yeah. debt. It's like a. When you have a sheriff sale, it's like you're in deep shit. I feel in my body like the nightmare of that yeah. process for them. And and they were in, in the next season, Chris and Jacqueline and a few of their friends like offer to buy everything for them to, and just sell it to them so they don't have to like go through like the humiliation of that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Oof. I know. And then we cut to like the Manzo kid. Like, I don't care. What season did Teresa go to prison? Dina came back in that season, I think. Season six? Season five or six? She was gone and then she came back. And then she came back. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know. And Joe, once he goes, he's gone. Yeah. Because he's. And that's what we're seeing now is like on season, the current yeah. season is like. What are we going to do about this Joe situation? Yeah. But now he's gone. Now he's on Cameo. Yeah. I know. For like 160 bucks. Hey. Yeah. Maybe I'll get you one. Hey. Maybe I'll get you one. You know what? I would appreciate it. And then we see Albie is graduated from the police academy. (laughs) Chris is still doing working at the Brownstone. But we both had a moment because I was watching the last tail end of the episode when Carrie got here. And I was like, you know what? Chris is actually like highly fuckable. I completely agreed. I've been saying that. You've been saying that. And I really shit on you for it. But now I've come around and I'm like, Chris is actually the best one. He's funny. I would sit on his face. He gets it. He'd be a fun guy to date. He'd be great. He's great. He'd be like goofy in bed. Yeah. And like just a kind of a lawler. And probably like open. Yeah. Yeah. I I've, like that. I then you shit. could get invited around and get all the cooking, which mm-hmm. is what I'm really in it for is those meat plates. I got shit. I know. It was unjust. Not just from you. From everyone in the group. From everyone in the community. Everyone in the communi- community. Community. I'm saying Albie is a zero for me <sighs> on the binary. Chris is a one. I'd do yeah. it. A hundred percent. A hundred thousand percent. 
Lauren is still dating Vito with Albie's blessing. I know. I like, and it cool. gave like a recap on Lauren. I was like, no one cares. I know. And then Caroline and Albert are spending more time together. He's taken some time off so they can really relax together. God. Caroline goes, I wouldn't change a single one of them. I wouldn't change a thing. I'm like, cut to next year when you and Teresa are enemies. Yeah, when you're feuding. But... So we're going to be back with the reunions. We'll be back with reunions. We're trying to figure out our next move. Guys, in the meantime, buy tickets are still available for our LA show. The oh numbers, my God, yes. Tickets are going down. Like we, The numbers are getting smaller, but there's still spots available. There's so still spots available. On Get on it before it's too it's late. like three cuties. weeks away, guys. Yeah. March 11th at the Roxy. We need a strong LA opening to like open this little tour. And we need our hometown honeys to come on out and... And represent. Whoop, whoop it up for us, to woo at us, to heckle us if we deserve it no heckling no please heckling. um i ran into longtime listener ruthann at the byredo store opening and i said are you coming to the show and she said yes so that's you thanks ruthann thanks ruthann a lot of people are coming good people are coming fun people are coming it's funny gonna people be are coming. we're gonna be having a blast just come and we want a law with you it's gonna be you know like just a ragtag night and we're gonna be at the roxy at the, at the roxy. iconic roxy theater where sheena shea once took the stage yeah to play the song girl i want to be right in the sunset strip baby yeah get on out there it's an iconic area it'll be fun it'll be balmy It'll be March, like spring is just around the corner in LA. Like it'll be like, oh, you just need a little bit of a coat, maybe a little fleece, and just come on out. How about a fleece? Get blackout drunk. Yeah. Don't get too drunk where you're like Don't get scary drunk. Or like endangering people, but like have fun. Yeah. Drink with your Get a buzz. Don't get wasted. Get a (laughs) buzz. As our Queen Sheena would say. Don't get tequila Katie. Get Yeah. Get saucy Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, you can find links to tickets at LarsMarie.com or you can look at our Instagrams. We're always posting links. Chicago, New York coming up soon. Yeah. March 18th in Chicago at Sleeping Village, New York, April 22nd at the Gramercy Theater. That show's going to be fucking bonkers. And it's all happening. It's all happening. You can follow Florence Pugh on Instagram. Follow follow Florence Florence Pugh Pugh fan. Celebrate Florence. You can follow a bunch of Florence Pugh fan accounts on Twitter. If you go and you follow me or you look at the people that I'm following, you'll see them. Um, Follow me at Lars Marie. Follow Carrie at eCario. Follow Annie McDowell. Follow Annie McDowell. She's always sharing. And follow... Um, Who's a good follow right now? Annie's been killing me. Um, she posted that, like... Grace Coddington posted a photo of her deceased cat, <laughs> and Annie went, a laugh. <laughs> Had to laugh. Had to laugh. Um, by mistake. She thought it was, like... A funny... A cute, yeah. yeah. Um, who's Who have I been loving? Oh, um... Joanna Cassidy is great. Okay. I love that. She's a deep cut, but she's fun. I highly recommend following Faruja Balk on Twitter. Oh, I will. She is great. And she's she tweets up a storm. She I think has a pet turtle. She political? Mm, Not as much. She tweets about the moon a lot. Hmm. She's mystical and witchy. And I really like her quite a bit. Oh, and just really fast, Isaac Mizrahi. And has officially endorsed Mike Bloomberg and was talking about how Bloomberg made it p- safer to be gay and, or 
LGBT in New York City, which I don't know if that's accurate, but <laughs> save for maybe for him to be. Yeah, <laughs> it made it. It gave me the good sense to go back and find that video of him on QVC where he was arguing with the host that the moon is a planet. Isaac was. Yeah, he thought he's like it's a planet, and she's like, no, I don't think so, and he's like, yes, it <laughs> I is. love. No, I don't think so. I love not feeling. Like, she thought it was a star. Oh, okay. But then she's like, actually, I don't think... And then Isaac is convinced. Just watch it. It's a good... So just YouTube, go to YouTube and search QVC, yeah. Isaac Mizrahi, Moon is a Planet. And then you realize, oh, his endorsement for Bloomberg makes sense. <laughs> so that's God, all for me. Uh, love him. Love you. Love you. Love all y'all. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.